Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, children of the Most High God. Welcome to Kingdom Empowerment. I am your host, Minister Coilette James, and as always, it is indeed a pleasure and an honor to welcome you to our show. We give God the praise, the glory, and the honor for all that he has in store for us today. And as is our custom, we always go before the throne before we start the broadcast. So go with me in prayer. Hallelujah. Father God, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We exalt you, O Lord God. We see you high and lifted up over and above every circumstance, every situation that our life may encounter. We are so grateful to be counted among your children. We are so grateful that you are so mindful of us that you never leave us to fend for ourselves, but you are constantly with us. You are our constant companion. We give you the praise and the glory that you are also our banner. You go before us and You fight on our behalf, Lord God. It is you in which every victory is won. So we thank you, Father God. I lift up this show on today. We yield ourselves to you, Lord God. I pray that you would speak through myself and my guests, Lord. We can yield ourselves to you as your oracle, Father God in order for you to encourage another, Lord God, and draw another even closer to you. We give you the praise, the glory, and the honor for all things in the precious and matchless name of Jesus the Christ, Yeshua, your son, hallelujah, your anointed one, and your anointing. It is so in Jesus' name. Well, 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 here we are once again on another Saturday afternoon just to bring you encouragement and to just worship and praise the Lord with you. We are so excited for what God is doing in the land in this hour. I know so many people look around and all they see is doom and despair and woe is me is uh, the order of the day. And But we know that we serve a great and a mighty God whose greatness cannot be compared to anything. Hallelujah. And because he yet sits on the throne, because he is God, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. God has not given us the spirit of fear but of love and of power and of a sound mind. He makes sure that he takes care of his own. We are his. He is the great and mighty king. He is the all-powerful one. He is omnipotent. He is ever-present. So whatever it is that you're walking through on today, I encourage you, yield it to the voice of God. Yield it to the spirit of God. Yield it to the throne of God. Place it on the altar and do not pick it back up, but leave it there and allow God to be who he is in your life. Amen. As you know, Kingdom Empowerment is all about encouraging you to be empowered in the kingdom of God, to be empowered on your journey with God, to be empowered in the things that God has called you to. So today we have some very, very special guests that are going to share their testimony with you to encourage you not to yield to the naysayers in your life and what they may say that you can and cannot have, but to yield wholeheartedly unto the voice of God. And whatever he says you are able to do, know that that is a possibility. There are no impossibilities in God. So I would like to welcome to the show on today, Doctors Daryl and Gloria Pone. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. We're we're so blessed and honored to be a part of of your show to be a part of this program. 
Oh, I am awesomely blessed of God. I, I just thank him for all that he is doing in our lives, all of us collectively in the body of Christ. Well, we're here today to discuss your book, Dr. Pone. We've come this far by faith. So let's open up and you share your story with the listeners. Uh, yes, uh, Mr. Jones. Uh, I was born with cerebral palsy as a result of the umbilical cord becoming entangled around my neck. But right after birth, I was placed in the ICU in the critical care, and I was resuscitated uh, at the time. At the time of my birth, my father directed Dr. Plum within medical school as a third-year student. He was actually in the uh, labor and delivery room. He subsequently uh, moved to Long Island as he began his training in internal medicine. And that's where I grew up. Um, in Westbury, Long Island. Hello? Amen. Amen. Wow, that that is quite a story, uh, quite a start to life. Um, but the the key here is that might have been your beginning, but you have pressed past that to actually attain your medical licensing, and that's an incredible thing in itself for just a normal person. But I have to imagine that you had insurmountable odds against you to press on to do what you've done. Yes, I've had physical eyes, psychological eyes, and I had to come resistance of people along my journey. I was educated in the public school system on the island at the most debate at the most consideration. It's through grades uh, K through nine, I had uh, accommodations in the school system. I took care of the school, I did two sets of books. I had a little class five minutes early before the end of the period. However, there was much about it. Children would make fun of the way I walked. People make fun of the way I wrote. Where I spoke, it was very, very uh, unkind uh, childhood and every voice. But my body being a physician had a lot of other physicians coming by the house. So I actually thought that all black men were doctors because I knew so many black men who were doctors. Hmm. That was a big help. I read really from... Um, See that he plays college with a degree in chemistry. And this is my primary advice to me not to apply to medical school. Even though we had big average. So you see, yeah, the other almost overcome obstacles in life. Let the persevere through adversities because it will strengthen you. That's very important for our audience. They were all three other naysayers. Uh, Dr. Pone's first book, this is Gloria Nixon Pone, uh, his first book was a straight autobiographical sketch, which, okay. chrono which uh, was a chronological uh, rendition of uh, his life from, from birth until um, age 50. Um, the new book is a book 
entitled Dr. Pone's Ten Keys to Success. And Dr. Pone frequently talks about his ten keys to success. The first key is don't let others establish your limitations. Mm. You know, because we have to trust God and let God be our, our, our lead and our guide. We can't look at people because people will very often lead us astray. The second key is to keep um, fun in your life and remember to relax and just enjoy, just meditate on the things of God in a relaxed state. The third one is to learn to accept your uniqueness. Being born with cerebral palsy, one has to be able to know, first of all, that they're uniquely gifted. And those those unique talents, talents, gifts, and abilities that God has given you to accomplish what it is that you need to do are very different from all that of all other people. So um, we're all unique. We're all unique, and we have to embrace our uniquenesses. And as we embrace our uniquenesses, we can develop our own self-esteem. And when we develop our own self-esteem, then we're able to see who it is that God is calling us to be and what it is that God is calling us to 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 do. The fourth key is persevere, to persevere uh, through adversities, to don't give up, to just keep going, knowing that God is able to do all things, that through God you can do all things but fail. Uh, One of the things that Daryl's mother, the late Annette Pone, would often say is that you can do all things, even when he thought that he couldn't do it. She she would say, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can do all things. And he believed that, and that's why he became an excellent chess player at an early age. And actually, that's how we met, playing chess on the beach in Martha's Vineyard. And the fifth key is to um, maintain a healthy, uh, positive attitude. You know, just don't let yourself be taken down because it's the enemy who comes to kill, steal, and destroy, to destroy your joy, to destroy your peace of mind, to destroy your overall well-being, physically, emotionally, and mentally. So the eighth key is to learn your craft. Whatever it is, oh, develop a plan is the seventh key. You need a plan, and what it is that God just, You know, there's a writing in the book of Habakkuk that says write it. And so we have to write our plans and and get things going for ourselves. The eighth key is to learn your craft. Whatever it is that you have to do, do it it well. Do it with excellence and commitment. And to pay attention is the ninth key to your um, appearance. And the last key is to include the creator in all that you do. So those ten keys would be helpful for any one of us who are on a journey to achieve any specific goal that God has put in our heart to achieve. Is that right, Daryl? It is right. Uh, I've had many adversities in my life, but I've been a blessing. Uh, I was able to do this in medical school, and they made a complication in anatomy, surgery, and in the obstetrics rotation. So um, uh, the, uh, the obstacles that you have to overcome were many, huh? But I've had obstacles dealing with the police department. Mm-hmm. And the New York State Department of Health. 
I think the other has supposed to deal with the guys testing me to get to those also. Did the State Department try to stop you from going to school? No, they tried to take my license. They didn't instruct my handwriting. They instructed a new system of cerebral palsy, which is plastic hands, and uh, as a result of challenge to write. They said I wrote that because I was a doctor. But then they had the one reason to say I wrote like a man with cerebral palsy. But in the end, the, all of the uh, the case was dropped because they brought in a doctor who analyzed Daryl's notes, and he found and he testified that the notes were impeccable, that the notes were mm. beyond type of criticism. So with that, they did not pursue it further. But sometimes you you'll have obstacles, and just know that they're there not to diminish you, but to develop but to develop you. So Daryl learned a lot from that lesson, even though it was very difficult, because it's very difficult to have criticism from people uh, in high positions and who don't even take the time to understand the problems. The same criticism that I had as a little boy who heard from the government. The same criticism that... So the issue is, do people actually grow up or not? But they have to be expected. They have to be expected. Yeah. Now, Gloria, at what point did you come into um, Daryl's life? Well, um, Daryl and I are chess players. We met playing chess on the beach in Martha's Vineyard. Um, Daryl's story, as you know, is the story of a little boy born with cerebral palsy, but more importantly, it's it's a story of overcoming. So I was playing chess with other boys on the on the beach and Daryl came over and they didn't want to play me because I was a girl so they said but it was really because they were being beaten and <laughs> so Daryl came over and says well I'll play you girl and he played and even though he didn't win the first game he kept playing and then about a thousand games later he just says well look like we're going to have to get married <laughs> and it was kind of funny because you know we were just playing chess and having fun and we weren't I don't think we were thinking about getting married, but we got we've been married for uh well, this is we're going into our twelfth year. But we've known each other since um nineteen ninety. So we've known each other wow. over twenty years, but we've only been married coming into twelve years now. But um the things that I like most about Daryl is that he's a man of character, you know, he loves the Lord and he's just a wonderful person to know. And he has a lot of patience, and he's kind, and uh, he's just wonderful. He's told me that he thinks I should write a book about what it's like to be married to someone with a disability. So that may be and one know, of my next projects. And I was going to ask you about that. I, I was definitely going to ask you about that because I would imagine, and I just know being a wife, that when something comes against my husband, it's coming against me as well. Whatever we're facing, we're facing together. So I have to imagine that whatever his struggles have been and whatever op- opposition he has faced, it has hit you just as hard as it has hit him. Yes. Yeah. It was the, the ideal partner. Like I couldn't imagine without her. Um, I don't know if I mentioned that the specialty is physical medicine and rehabilitation. 
specialty well, is psychiatry, under which that, is physical medicine and rehabilitation. Yeah, I was a, under that, did they diagnose disabilities and prescribe physical therapy for the patient? The, okay, so, so that, you are um, you are a therapist, Gloria? Huh? Yes. You you Physical are a therapist therapy. by trade. Mm-hmm. So he um, no, therapy. my 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 doctorate is in is in uh, ministry. Uh, I'm a graduate oh, okay. with the, uh, the Master's of Professional Studies from New York Theological Seminary, the Master's uh-huh. of Divinity, and the doctorate. And uh, I'm ordained by the United Church of Christ, which is head okay. office in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. I mean, in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, okay. So my background is in ministry. My my real background is in banking. I was in banking, and then I became. I'm sorry. Uh, hold, hold on one second. Let me just blot out some of this background noise you're probably hearing. I'm sorry. Hold on. Okay. Continue, Gloria. Go ahead. Um, uh, my background, I was in banking for 20 years, vice president, Chase Manhattan Bank. And uh, after I left banking, I, I owned a small brokerage firm, and I did a program called Inside Real Estate with Gloria Nixon, already a television program. And so um, when I met Daryl, I was just, um, I was still in banking, or maybe I was just shifting into real estate. And so now... Uh, and now uh, I became ordained. Well, I became ordained, and I finished my doctorate at New York Theological Seminary in 2004. And um, so I've been in ministry since. Well, I've been in ministry since '95, but I've just only received my doctorate in 2004. Okay. Uh, one of the things that um, I discovered was as a student. Sorry, I can you repeat that? I didn't quite get it. And I please let me apologize to you and apologize to my listeners. I'm on the move on this broadcast because I have to be in DC this afternoon. So you may hear a little background noise. I'm actually outside now on the way to the train station. So I apologize for any interference you may hear. But I so would just definitely was so in my spirit to get you guys on the broadcast. I didn't want to cancel once this trip came up. So again, I apologize. Now if you could just repeat what you just said, Daryl, I would appreciate it. Thank you. I live in the town, my street, a few questions, and probably um, the problem with the stamina and endurance. We had to see a lot of patients in, in a short amount of time. But they introduced the HML, the health maintenance organizations, after they had to see more patients more rapidly, and that really challenged the stamina. It doesn't sound up for the uh, test of medicine, but I really enjoy teaching the residents and, and medical students. Good night. Yeah, we just did the hospital. 
I would have to imagine that anything and everything that you do in your field has to be extremely gratifying to you, considering how many people said that you couldn't do it. I mean, even to have government agencies trying to come against you, it is just an empower, just an empowering testimony as to what God is able to do when you allow him to be first. Gloria, you have said something that really touched my heart, um, that you said Daryl's mother used to tell him all the time, you know, just instilling the word of God within him, letting him know that he could do all things but fail. I mean, that had to be such a powerful reinforcement in giving that spirit of determination to go forth in what you felt your calling was. Mm-hmm. Well, his mother was an awesome person, and uh, getting to know her was a pleasure. Um, she just passed away um, November 29th, and uh, she was here with us, and she was just a joy, and she really loved the Lord, and she was always, uh, she was a minister, she was a missionary in Cognito, and she was always spreading the word of God and spreading love to everybody, and Daryl and I were both products of along the way. Uh-huh. Yeah. But to me, this is my patient uh, with me. It was tough to take care of me as a baby, being that I was um, a civil palsy. It was tough to bathe me, dress me, uh, feed me, daily exercises, see the daily exercises with me. She also told me the therapy three years a week after school. And it was tough. Plus, I have an older brother and a younger sister. So she had three children, and I was the middle one. But, um, the thing is that, you know, one of the biggest factors was her patience. You know, she had a lot of patience. And when people talk about perseverance, he's really talking about one of the strong points of his mother, who really, she never discouraged him when he went to take the exams for medical school, for passing, for getting his license. You would always tell him, even though he didn't pass the first time, that not to give up, to persevere. And he did that, and he did that. And by persevering and with hard work and with study, he was able to pass his exams and he was able to be what they call board-certified specialty, which was very important. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Another thing I had to deal with the police officers. My girl walking down the street, they stopped me because they thought, look, they didn't know this between being disabled and being drunk. So they stopped me. But they were the job. And uh, they were doctors, so, you know. Well, you know, when, you, when you're walking down the street, the police officer doesn't know if you have a handicap or if you might be drunk, but even so, if you're not disturbing the peace by walking, we were thinking that um, there was no justifiable uh, reason for them to stop him. But a similar thing happened to Daryl's father. First, When he first moved here, um, he was driving his Rolls Royce, and the police stopped him and says, boy, what are you doing in this neighborhood? And he had to justify himself by saying, you know, I live here. I live here, uh-huh. and the next day he got a letter of apology from the police chief 
But those kinds of things still happen. They happened back then, and they still happen now. Yeah, unfortunately, that is a part of our society, and it's a real sad um, um, scenario as to what we still endeavor to go through, even in this day. You know, you you would think that by now we had overcome all of these different obstacles and stereotypes and um, just the bigotry and what have you that's out there. But, you know, bigotry really, it goes against not just um, color lines, but even just in hearing your story, it goes against what people call the quote-unquote norm. You know, um, they take a look at somebody like Daryl and think that he is not the norm. But obviously you have a brilliant mind. You know, you should not be limited just because you may be limited in your physical abilities in some respects, but that should not be held against you. You know, you have the right to to seek out and and try to accomplish all the different things that God has brought you forth to do. I believe that we all have a call on our lives. And, Daryl, you are a prime example that the call that God placed upon your life, though it may not, you may have not have walked the path that you would have chosen and picked because of the disability, yet and still God has used you and is yet using you in such a mighty way to his glory, even in the midst of it. No matter what man might look at you and say, there was a God-ordained purpose for you coming into this earth. And even though just for no circumstances, you know, nothing that you did, this thing befallen on you, your, your issues and your physical limitations, nevertheless, you did not allow those issues to stop you from pressing forth and bringing honor to God in what you're doing. And that's what we're all about here at, at um, Kingdom Empowerment. It's pressing past whatever it is that we're going through in life to say that, you know what, God, you will be glorified in the midst of it no matter what. So I applaud you, Daryl. I applaud you, Gloria, for standing by his side and walking this thing out with him. I think that you both are a wonderful, awesome testimony to what what can be done with a person's life when you give God the glory, when you allow God to step up and to move in and through your life. It is just really an incredible thing. What I would ask you to do, because we're coming down to the end of the broadcast, but what I would ask you to do, and I'm going to ask you to do it, Gloria, please, um, is just to speak a word of encouragement over our listeners that they can take from this broadcast to help them press on in the things that God has called them to do. Thank you. Yes, it is written in the book of Hebrews that the truest, most powerful form of ministry is the ministry of encouragement because an encouraging word goes a long way. We have 12 vertebrae in our back, and the eighth one is the one to hear. And the, the hearing vertebrae is closely nestled with the one that is to balance, it's the equilibrium. So you can hear words that can rebalance, refocus, Recenter your entire lives. So, Scripture reminds us that uh, he that has an ear, he or she that has an ear must hear. So, when we hear a word of encouragement, I encourage you all to just act on it, and that may, that we may all not just people who are ordained, but that may 
that we may all become ministers of encouragement as we go forth this day, knowing that God will give us the words to say and the opportunity to speak them. So I speak encouragement to everyone who listens, particularly encouragement to my husband here, who is a wonderful, wonderful helpmate. And I pray blessings on this ministry. And I say that may the love of the Lord be with you. May the love of the Lord lift you and carry you. In the name of Jesus the Christ, amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you both. Thank you, Daryl, for being willing to share your story and to be transparent, just to to be put out there on display for the glory of God. I thank you so much, and I applaud you for that. And, Gloria, thank you so much for being a woman of excellence and standing by this mighty man of God's side. Thank you so very much. God is pleased with your lives. Um, now tell me briefly, because we've only got like a half a minute to go, do you guys have websites up or ministry information that you want to share with the people as of yet? Our website is Pone, I like our last names, P-O-N-E, like P and the word one, P-O-N-E, Inspirations, the word inspiration with an S, I-N-S-P-I-R-A-T-I-O-N-S.com, PoneInspirations.com. That's our website, and uh, Dr. Pone's book is available there. And the words of encouragement, our, our tagline is, line is, we can, you can, and God can. So we pray that you will allow the blessings of God to lift you and carry you, and knowing that God can do all things with fail. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen, amen, that he is. Well, thank you both so much for coming on the show and for sharing with my listeners. To all of you, just watch watch your email address because I have a powerful teaching that's going to come up later on this week dealing with the subject of prayer and how we can get into that position of communicating correctly with God that we're not just going to him with our laundry list of wants, but we're going to him, yielding ourselves to him to allow him to speak his will and his word in the earth realm through us because that's what prayer is all about. God bless you all. Have an incredible day. Have a wonderful weekend, and I'll be with you soon. Amen. Amen. Thank you, and God bless. Thank you. God bless you as well.